0: At least you are paid well. Rolling hills of green pine sway softly in the wind. The sun, high in the sky, is casting its golden gaze upon your bare chest. You lay there, basking in its warmth, content. A calm trickling sound catches your attention. Your gaze falls lazily upon a crystal clear water of a small flowing river beside you. You could spend an eternity here. Beep. 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 Every morning you are in a rush, cringing at the shrill alarm, you relish the warmth for another second. The sheets are hugging you, the bed is soft, it's almost pleading with you to stay. Last night was a big one, and you feel exceptionally hungover, but you're not. Those days are long gone. The big one was the new Smith account that required everyone to stay late and push through. At your pay grade, it's expected that you'll stay back. Your position practically demands it. Still, staying back means staying up late, and staying up late means fast food to dinner and sleeping pills for dessert. It also means that you wake up with all the symptoms of a hangover from a night out, but with none of the fun. At least you're paid well. Beep. 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 Wincing at the coldness of the hard wooden floor below your feet, you step out of the bed and audibly yawn. You proceed to shuffle to your coffee percolator and hit the strong serve button, adding two sugars and extra cream. A quick glance at the clock confirms your suspicions. You need to get a move along, so you take a perfunctory shower and shave, and grab the first packaged treat you find in your cupboard. There is never time for a full breakfast, so the donut and accompanying coffee will have to suffice. You know you should eat better. Your tailor often jests that the regular alterations to your suits are keeping him in business. It's all in good fun, of course. He's a pleasure to do business with, and his work is always of exceptional quality. He, of course, charges well for his services, but the banter? That's free. Your doctor was less playful during your last visit, however. Increased heart rate, blood pressure, and fat analysis results all point towards bad things in your future. You tell him you will change, but you know you won't. There's never enough time in the day to have a proper meal, or to exercise at all, right? Whilst devouring the donut and gulping the coffee, you grab your phone and start searching the net for the best weight loss specialist. Perhaps a stomach clamp or liposuction procedure will be the answer. At least you paid well. Another worried glance at the clock has you racing out the door to the waiting Uber. The driver greets you with a smile and some pleasantries, and then proceeds to start chaperoning you to the station. As he pulls out, you snatch a quick glance at the sports car in your driveway. Red. Your dream car. Driving out of the lot that day brought tears of elation. You'd truly made it. But there it sits relegated to weekend and holiday duties. When you take them, that is. Still, she's well-maintained and can sure go when you want her to. But there's no pleasure in driving a sports car in bumper-to-bumper peak-hour traffic. Like you, the car itself seems to be frustrated. Like a racehorse shackled to a wagon. So now you opt for the train instead. It gets you to work sooner anyway. At the sound of the crossing bells, you jump out of the Uber and run for the station. Quickly, that run becomes a walk as your cardio begins to fail you. When did you lose all of your fitness? As you approach the station, you begin fumbling with the contents of your pocket for the ticket, but come up short. Cursing yourself for not being more organised, you join the ticket line. The dishevelled guy in front of you seems to be unsure of how money works, and is subsequently taking an exorbitant amount of time negotiating his purchase with the machine. As the train turns the corner and begins its approach to the station, the guy in front of you starts hitting the machine, rambling to no one in particular. These machines are horrible. Back in my day, we had real people to talk to. Why are we even using them? Are the ticket inspector's machines as well? Turning to you, he adds, you know what I mean, right? You nod, non and quickly make your approach to the ticket machine, typing in your preference. Grabbing a crumpled up note from your pocket, you attempt to pay. However, the machine has other plans. It acts like a toddler, practicing its newfound, gustery skills. Like a tongue, your build is pulled in and out five times before it's finally deemed acceptable. The train is at the station now. The passengers have all disembarked. In an instant of detachment, you realise that this moment will be the only point of true excitement that your day will contain. Will you make the train, or will you have to wait for the next one? The machine finally pokes another tongue out at you in the form of a ticket. You hastily grab it and head towards the train. The doors are beeping, signaling to you that your time is about to abruptly run out. Bang! As the train slowly pushes away, you attempt to pull the door open. You know it's a losing battle, but you keep trying anyway. The conductor is clearly apathetic. You give up. Glancing inside of the train, you notice that the disheveled man is smiling directly at you. You can hear his cackling laughter even as the train pulls away at least you are paid well. Wiping the sweat from your brow, you curse loudly at the train. The next train will get you to work on time, but you want it to arrive early. You know that consistently doing so will show the higher-ups that you are promotion material. At this stage, it's not the money that motivates you, it's the power. Not that you would say no to more money, of course. But rather than just working on the Smith account, you want to be one of the people working with Smith, one of the people making the account, directing people like you around, telling them what to do, how to do it, and when to have it done by. Besides, you could really get used to a larger office, complete with a personal toilet and a secretary. Imagine how productive you could be if you didn't have to photocopy papers yourself, or travel 50 metres to use the toilet. You can just picture your name being stamped onto that gold nameplate. You can almost feel the slightly raised black letters protruding from its surface. Beep. 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 So that chapter was the first of my latest book, Wage Slave. Wage Slave's out as a paperback, e-book, and audiobook, And you can read that chapter via the link in the show notes. Like everything I do, I'm going to put out all the chapters of Wage Slave out for free. So, you know, just stay tuned, subscribe to my email list, and eventually you'll get to listen or read every chapter for free. But if you like the idea of this book and you want to support me, grab yourself a copy. It really does help. And if you do, chuck us up a review, let us know what you think, and yeah, let's connect about it. I want to sort of talk about the, the ideas behind Waste Slave and this chapter in particular, at least you're paid well. Because the, the main impetus for this chapter in particular is so many people will complain over and over and over again about their work conditions, the time they get up, the people that they work with, what they actually do, their lack of job satisfaction, and they cap it all off with something along the lines of, well, it's okay because I'm paid well, like that justifies it, like that somehow makes it okay, and, and obviously it does make it okay for some people, but that sort of reasoning sort of just doesn't fly for me. So how can I how can I sort of sit here and say that? Well, I say it from a couple of reasons. I I've lived poor before, so I know that I don't need too much money to survive. I need a certain amount, but not an excessive amount. I've also quit full time work to pursue my dreams, which cost me two thirds of my income at the time, and the the change of you know the, the sacrifice of money, but the benefit of mental space and joy and happiness and freedom and sort of rediscovering of a possibility of a, of a fun and joyful, exciting future is well worth the, the exchange. I, I, I keep referring back to a quote from Cahil Gibran, which basically goes along the lines of, they thought I was mad because I wouldn't change, I wouldn't exchange my days for gold but I think they're mad because they will. And, and this sort of hits the crux of what I'm getting across with the wage slave business, the wage slave book. Obviously, you have to get some sort of money to survive, but you don't need to sacrifice everything for it. You don't need to do something you absolutely hate. And yeah, there will be some elements of every job that is displeasurable, but for the most part, you can switch up things to find something better. Even if you feel trapped by circumstance, trapped by debt, trapped by you know, obligations, your current job can be switched for a similar job. There are very, very few exceptions where this isn't the case. Really, what's likely happening is that you think you're more trapped than what you are. I know this to be the case because I felt that way and I've spoken to many people who are clearly in that same mindset as well as people who have overcome that and sort of quit and they've looked back on the past and gone man it was all in my mind I could have done this I could have done that I should have done this I should have done that. So I write this sharing with you in a sense that I want to sort of motivate you and this won't apply to everyone because some of you will be in that stuck mindset, in that fear mindset. And I get it. I get why you're there. And I was there too. It's, it's a hard one to break through. Maybe I can start putting some little chips in that armor though. But for the person that's on the edge, the person that's thinking about changing, the person that's wanting to have the courage to do something, this book is for you. This book is for you to, to, to read, to look back over and to go fire out. I need to start living my life now because money isn't the be all and end all. There are studies suggesting that there's a certain amount of money that will make people happy, and anything beyond that amount doesn't really. And, and you can sort of work... That, that amount varies, and it varies depending on where you are um, geographically. For example, if you're in a richer country, you need more money to m- reach that mark. But basically, it's an amount of money that gives you security in terms of a place to live, food to eat, bills paid, you know, survival money, plus a little bit extra basically that's the amount of money that you need to quote-unquote be happy any more money than that really doesn't add to happiness and you can sort of prove it let's say you can afford you need a car wherever you're living of course you do so if you had had a raise you could afford a car so if you went from no car to having a car there's going to be a tremendous benefits to your life you're going to be able to go something somewhere you're going to be able to travel you're going to be able to have some personal freedom but Let's say you've got a car and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a reliable car, but it's a shitbox. It's nothing special. If you were to get a, you know, sports car or a very expensive luxury car, the, the, the change to your life, the functional change, the functional difference of that car is very minimal. Okay. A $3,000 car compared to a $100,000 car, provided they're both reliable, doesn't change your life that much in like in real terms the same is true for being able to go on holidays if you can afford to escape camping for the weekend or going overseas for the weekend you're still getting away you're still sort of having that holiday experience one true one is in more luxury and one is you know far more quote-unquote desirable for most people The actual functional difference to your life is minimal. The same thing's true for technology. For example, a top-of-the-line brand-new phone is very functionally similar to phones that are out two years ago. Yeah, the new phones have a little bit new features, but the more modern we get the phones, the more that sort of is updating, the the more similar these devices are. And you can sort of go down the lines for houses, for, for eating out, for all of these things. You need money up to a certain stage, but beyond that, it's just added little sort of luxuries that don't really change the functionality of your life. So why am I harping on about this? Well, it comes back to that idea of, are you paid well? Because if you're paid well, you might be thinking or feeling or sort of justifying your sacrifice with the idea that, oh, well, at least I'm paid well. I've got the new car. That's okay, I don't mind sacrificing so much time and mental space and mental health and the ability to do all this other stuff because I'm paid well. Does that sort of make sense? I sort of, the way that I was able to step back and look at and sort of re what I wanted was to look at what I actually valued and what I actually wanted. And I've talked about this before, so I'm not gonna dwell on it too much again, but basically the idea was to look at what I need. That's where the money goes first and that gives you your base level of money work out what I value I.e what's what's my core desires what makes me want to be a human and to live and then what do I want I.e what would it be good to keep up with the Joneses what like sort of new tech new clothes new car that sort of stuff now those, those that those low level wants they can instantly instantly be discarded the, 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 what you need can also be reduced in the sense of, do you need a five bedroom house or can you get away with a three bedroom house or a two bedroom or a one bedroom? Same with the car and other luxuries. Do you need to go out every night or can you afford to, or should you start cooking at home? Do you need all the subscription services, all of that sort of stuff? And then once you've worked that out, you put the remaining money to your values. So for me, I value value writing time i value brazilian jiu-jitsu i value exercise i value meditation time right i value family time there's a lot of these little things so that's where the money goes first and what i found was that that amount of money was a lot less than what i was on and a lot less than what i thought i needed so it is possible to reduce that but it all starts with the, asking yourself the question is or like looking, considering the question like well am i paid enough Maybe, but what am i what am I actually sacrificing? Something to consider is that time is the only resource that you can't get back. You can't earn more time. and and whilst having more money is great, and I wouldn't say no to it. Obviously, money has a diminishing return. So thousand dollars now, like how much time would you trade for a thousand dollars now? What about if it was a day before your deathbed? How much would how much would that thousand dollars be worth? if you're about to die? That $1,000, you trade that $1,000 for another minute, another second, right? So what I'm getting at is, is money has a diminishing return. Money has loses its value over time. Time is the only thing that we can't get back. So for me, I look at it and go far out. What do I actually want? So let's apply this back to work life because obviously you're going to have to work. So I like to look at work and start applying things going, well, let's try and hit all of the all of the good points of a job. And you can and like you can personally find a job that will fit these things. You just have to have that open mind and try and risk asking the question. Is there something that you enjoy that you can be paid for, that the world needs, and that you're good at? I'll say those again. Something that you enjoy, something that you're good at. Something that the world needs and something that you can be paid for. If you can find a job that fits all of those or moves towards all of those, you will have such immense, tremendous satisfaction because you will know that every day that you get up, you're doing something worthwhile. Look for that. Have the, have the guts, have, have the tenacity, have the bravery to ask yourself the question. And the reason I'm, I'm harping on about that bravery thing is is it's, it is risky. It is scary to consider that you might be doing something, that you might be a wage slave, that you might be doing something for a corporation that ultimately doesn't care about you, or doing something that ultimately has very little value to the world, or at least in your perception of the world. If you're just sort of going through the motions, so to speak, just to provide that income, there's less satisfaction than if you're doing something that same amount of effort, doing something that you enjoy. And obviously, you've got to make sure that you provide for your family and other commitments. I get that. I get that completely. Don't just go quitting a job and just sort of going, oh, what am I going to do now? Be smart about it. Plan ahead. But start taking those steps. There are so many people that I've met that five, six, ten years ago, they were talking about wanting to quit and talking about how they want to start a business and talking about how they're going to you know, start a podcast or do online videos or any any number of different things that could have potentially changed their life. And five, ten years later, I speak to them again and they're still in the same place. And there's always, you know, various reasons. There was relationship issues and family issues and life issues and work issues and sickness issues and, you know, global geopolitical issues. All of these, all of these reasons. But they still haven't taken action. The lights are never always going to be green. There's always going to be a reason not to do something. And it's it's very easy to look at other people's success and go, oh well, they had it easy. They didn't. They all had their own problems too. I'm speaking from my own personal experience. I'm not there yet. I haven't fully made it. I'm still pushing through to get to that place. But there is always a reason not to do something. There's time that I could that I could be. There's always those feelings of guilt. I could be spending more time with my family. I could be spending more time working or earning more money. I could be spending more time on different hobbies. I could be spending more time. There's so many things that I could be doing. There's reasons that I shouldn't be doing something. I should be spending more time, you know, doing social charity. The 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 reasons are endless. I, I, mental illness, sickness, disability. I, you can go on. But I know, and I've, the reason I know this is because I've spoken to and I've, more importantly, read a bunch of autobiogra- autobiographies of world-class performers and famous people. They all talk about the grind and the struggle and the amount of hard work and effort they put into stuff and the hurdles that they had to overcome. They struggled for ages prior to sort of, quote-unquote, making it. It isn't luck. It's hard work, but more important than the hard work, it's the desire to reach out and to push. Now, I'm not saying that you need to become some online world-class performer, celebrity, anything like that, What i am pushing what i am suggesting is that if you are waking up dreading going to work you can do something about that if you are feeling like you you are not liking what you're doing you can make a change you just have to start so with that in mind i'm going to leave it here but i encourage you if you're struggling if you need direct assistance if you need that sort of push first step Grab a hold of this book, Wage Slave. I'll put the links down below. Read it. It will give you that motivation and that push. Second step, contact me on social. I can be found everywhere at Zach P. Phillips or via my website, Zachary-Phillips.com. Connect with me, send me a message, and we can talk about it. I've got a bunch of resources out there, including this podcast, my blog, uh, my book, How to Get Your Shit Together. All of that sort of stuff will help you to make that push to move away from being a wage slave. If you still need further assistance, I do offer one on one Skype based coaching, and we can talk through the details of that via the contact links on my website so you can check that out. So, I really want to encourage you to do that. Before I let you go, I just want to update you on a couple of new things. I've released three new Skillshare courses on lucid dreaming. For those that don't know, lucid dreaming is the ability to take control of your dreams. You become aware that you're dreaming, and then you can start basically exploring the dream world, exploring your subconscious having fun in the dream sort of life fulfillment stuff it's great fun i've got three courses out learn to lucid dream 101 201 and one specifically focused on reality checking so you're if you're at all into exploring your subconscious if you want if you suffer from nightmares you can start taking control of them if you're curious about exploring your subconscious mind these courses are for you The Skillshare courses, I want to remind you, are free if you click the link that I'll provide down below. Gives you two months free. You can access the courses that I've got up. I think I've got seven or eight at the moment, and I'm always releasing one. I'm going to try and release one per week. So there's very good value in that. Two months free on that on the link that, that I'll provide down below. And every time you sign up and watch my stuff, it gives me a little bit of a kickback. So it's a way to support the podcast, which I very, very much appreciate. And like I said, I'll be releasing new courses hopefully every week, but probably more like every two weeks. The next course that I've already recorded I'm in the process of editing is on how to instill um, good habits and destroy bad habits, how to make them stick. And I'm very excited because I know that will help a lot of people. So sign up, stay tuned and yeah, start supporting the podcast in that way if you can. And final note, if you are really enjoying the podcast and really want to support me, the best, best, best way to do it is by telling someone. Just link them to this, share it with them, tell them all about it because man, it, It really does help when people chuck the reviews up. Not only does it make me feel good, because I'm like, hey, people are listening, people are appreciating it, but it also helps to spread the word and sort of grow the following and get the message out there. And for more personal benefits, if you open up lines of communication with people by sharing stuff like this, stuff on mental health, stuff on life improvement, stuff on, you know, sort of moving past, like, like we're talking about with the wage slave stuff, it opens up lines of communication and then you get a dialogue with people in your life. People know that you're a safe person to talk to. And you can both work on those self-improvement stuff. So yeah, thanks for checking that out. All the links to the book and everything else I've talked about will be in the show notes. And yeah, please connect with me because I really want to make contact. I really want to know what you're thinking. And if there's anything you want me to talk about, let me know. Catch ya.